0: That is how my guest starts his show, with energy. And I can't wait to introduce you to him today. He's an absolute badass. Don't even know why he's here. Maybe it's a mistake in the scheduling. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a a marketer, fellow marketing automation wizard, I will say, investor. And he has a chain of successful startups in his past. But why are we here? We're here to talk about podcasts. He's the host of the show, 10 Years in the Making, CEO and founder of Retention.com, Adam Robinson, welcome, sir. Thank you very much. I'm just overjoyed to be here. Heck yeah, dude. We're here to just talk about that thing you and I both love, other than marketing, other than startups. It's the other thing, podcasting. So so Adam, pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for great interview podcasts. So I want to say it's work in progress.
1: Um, I definitely feel like I have a lot of room to improve but what I would say is um I had a large breakthrough when the producers of my show because first so like by the way I first started doing all this stuff six months ago I had never done any kind of founder content creation or podcasting before then Uh, I was convinced that I should do two things start creating content on LinkedIn because there was a short supply of uh Content creators versus active users, only like one percent of active users create content on LinkedIn, which is totally different dynamic than that is crazy anywhere anywhere else, right, like Twitter like whatever else um and audiences that I would be interested in building are there like employees and investors and ecosystem and brands. uh and then I got convinced that I should have a podcast, even if it was just bringing our customers on once a week and sort of talking to them how about how great they were um, no plan. No kind of like, this is how I'm going to get better and better guests and and take from their audiences. Just sort of like, I want this to be an homage to our customers. And I have a deep respect for entrepreneurship. All of our customers are, uh, they're they're like Shopify businesses with scale. So they have made it a long way in the D2C journey, right? right? Very talented people. So yeah, I had this idea that I would call this show 10 years in the making, and I would talk about their founder journey because I was of the opinion that they were probably very interesting and I was right um as I have been going so by the way probably three episodes in the guys who was, this is where I started the guys who were producing my podcast were like can I give you a suggestion are you open to it and I was like sure I, I, I'm dying for suggestions they're like as you're interviewing these people," Try to think about everyone in the world is busy and has better stuff to do. Like, why are they going to stay listening to you? Right. With each incremental second, right? Yeah. So that kind of did two things to me. One, when I was writing the questions that I was going to ask these people, that was my thought process. Like, what is a listener getting out of this question? So hopefully I'm setting myself up each question, to get a response out of this person that at least has a chance of, you know, li- like the discipline when you write a book, it's like, you got to write a page to make someone read the next page. Like that has to, just has to be what it is. So, um, so that was number one. Number two, as I have gone on in this journey, I have been coached to make the content like a piece of great content is like kind of one of a couple things. One mm. is it makes you think about raise your eyebrows. Cause you're like, I never thought about it that way. So I'm kind of like trying to like ask questions to elicit responses like that, mm. or a great piece of content is something that someone can just drop everything and do right fucking now. Like this is something like, like, okay, here are the three, you know, best like look at your abandoned cart flow. And if you do this one thing, you'll double, yeah. double your conversion rate right now, like open right now. Yeah. go do it. Um, so, so like, that's another discipline that I enforced. And then there's this whole other layer that I have been told about that I'm not quite doing yet, that when you have somebody who's really on your team as an editor, like try to make it short form video friendly. So try to like pull out 30 to 60 second clips from your guest or recap him yourself saying it that can be made into short form because the distribution platforms for short form are so much better than than just throwing your your thing out to Apple Podcasts or whatever. Hmm. I am I, not too serious about that yet because I just know that there's a lot more that goes into that game than just that. Yeah, But it's something that I have in the back of my mind. For instance, I was told that some people, they, their editor knows that when they say some buzzword, right. So like, it's like, oh, that's interesting. And you say it like that, like the guy knows to stop and then go back a minute and a half and figure out what it is that was (laughs) that the guy just said. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, so like you can have this, like, so all of this is, is very, you know, it keeps you on your toes as an, as an interviewer, right. But. I think that if you're doing all this, not only will you make a more valuable interview to your audience, you will make it so that that interview can be used
0: in a lot of different ways. Hell this yeah. This is my point, right? Dude, love this. I, I can't wait to dive into both of these before we add any more. Part one was just that, that deep respect for those who, who are listening and each incremental second is that showing value to your listeners. That's a lot of pressure, man. Do you totally do you obsess over it every I mean, it really is not every second of when you're interviewing someone, you're thinking, I mean, does this work? Is this work? S- strangely enough,
1: I am thinking about that now. Cool. I mean before kind of you weren't, thinking, before, before it was just of, like lost. No, in the no, no, before or? I was just shooting the shit with people. But yeah. like now it's like it's a much more serious endeavor when you think about it that way.
0: Have you seen the questions change? I know you said you write them in advance. So, so have they got more serious? This is,
1: another, this is another, that is what my podcast is today. So I've been doing a lot of work. I've been doing all this founder brand stuff for six months. I'm doing yeah. a lot of different things. I'm now in the process of making a shift in an attempt to make it all much better and just be much more intentional about the audience that I'm building. You know, have it actually be lead generating. Yeah. have a podcast that more directly serves the audience we're trying to sell to in a way, a way that they're interested in. So, yeah. like, a lot of the content that I'm creating now is about me building my own business. A lot of the audience mm-hmm. that's getting built uh, around it are other founders. Like, I'm, I'm creating no content related to reporting on the director, direct consumer e-commerce world, which is who we sell to. Right. Um, I have recently, I have been told that um, my audience actually wants highly tactical things, more than founder stories. I've been told this. I sort of get it. Like the stage that they're at, like this is what they're, they wanna know what everybody else is doing basically, right? I'm gonna change my podcast to be called Leaky Funnels. And we're called retention.com. Our product sort of does that. And when I interview people, instead of researching their background, I've done a few interviews like this, instead of researching Mm -hmm. their background and talking to them about their founder story, I'm actually just saying, hey, are there one or two like highly tactical things that you can talk about that like could be the title of our podcast, right? Like this and this with this person. Um, And I feel like, you know, assuming that that's true about the audience, that they want the tactical stuff, it's not only better; it takes me less time to do the research because I right. just ask them, and then I, you know, I ask them a couple of questions about how their brand got to where it did, or whatever. But it's like mostly like, okay, let's dive into like generative AI abandonment video emails. Right,
0: them. right. You know, you know where did you get that feedback from? Was that directly from the source? Was that feedback from your producers? Because uh, that that's shifting from, things for you.
1: It's just from doing a lot of talking to a lot of people about all this stuff that I'm doing. Cool. You know, and it's that, that, and if I look at the type of people that resonate with this audience, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Like there's this guy, Nick Sharma, who's the biggest influencer in this space. And like, that is what he's doing. Like, if you look at one of his newsletters, it's like, here's everything that you need to think about in a product landing page, in excruciating Mm -hmm. detail,
0: right? Like, um,
1: tactical, that,
0: that ship, you know, I I wonder about this too, because as exciting as stories can be. I've often found that we're not, you know, if someone's not prepared, if they haven't prepped a Ted talk, then stories can be super rambly. And yeah. we're like, what's the point? You know, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning of a pod, I know some people start with like, Hey, tell me your story. And it's like, yeah, unless you're, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or someone or right. Nick or someone who I'm like, Oh, what is this story? I want to know, like, give me some, give me some value right up front. And I almost think yeah. of like time to value just like for a, for a SaaS startup, it's yeah, like yeah, time yeah. to value of your episode, you know? Like how soon? Yeah. Even your intro, you know, did I did I ramble on for a minute on my intro and maybe I could have made that 20 seconds and get right to it, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Um, all right, so we swapped those things around. Um, writing the questions. So it sounds like we're shifting now too. Would you say they're all... Is it is it less questions? Is it more standardized questions because you're not really going into the the background as much? I, I think it's not necessarily more standardized. It's just
1: they are centered around um, whatever the tactical piece is that this person's sharing. Got it. So, like, I block off an hour to do the thing. I, I've sort of shrunk the interview to 30 minutes, and I'm like, we'll just talk about it for the first 20, right? Sure. Like, Bring a couple tactical topics, and
0: we'll talk through what the questions are that I'm going to ask you. Cool. You know. Okay. And then talk to me. Like, let's get tactical on. Let's get tactical. Like, this is very, very meta show because we can be doing it while talking about better ways of doing it, and then try doing that. So, talk to me about the tactical side when you're when you're coaching your guest into making those clips that you know you can then use later. Do you? What kind of things do you tell them to set them up? Like, like. Tell tell me some of those things and what I'll do is I'll tell them back to you and we can see if we can't make a clip relating to it.
1: So how would I set somebody up to say yeah. a practical thing? Yeah.
0: How do, you, how do you prep them for those sound bites?
1: I'm thinking back to a podcast that I interviewed a guy. I, I mentioned this before. It was generative video AI. Yeah. Founder video when someone abandons the cart and there's this software Maverick, which does it. And I was so amazed at how easy it was to set this up and get a customized video, which was pretty much just customizing the name of the wow. person. But yeah. still, it was like, hey, I'm Adam. mean it was a batting glove company. It's like, hey, I'm Bruce. You know, I saw that you left a batting. That was Bruce you Bolt, know. right? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, totally. So I was like, hold on. I find this hard to believe. Just like tell me one more time, like, how the steps to get this set up kind of thing. Right. And then you just say one and two and three and, like, so it, it's, like, kind of like you're saying, it's, like, things can get rambly, and if there's yeah. a really good idea, I think you just can kind of, like, it's, like, so there were three steps there. What was those, Go over those three steps again for the audience.
0: Something like that. Got it. So he really encouraging them to say it again. Yeah, in a condensed form. In a condensed form. Uh, do you do a prep call and like jog their memories with that, or do you kind of condense it all into that hour? I don't have time for, pre- I you mean, unfortunately, time. I don't have time for prep calls. But it sounds like you're doing a prep call at the beginning of that time together. Yeah, that would form. be it. Yeah. Okay. So you're just, you're Holding just, the interview just to putting it all together, anyways.
1: And, yeah, exactly.
0: Do you find people have enough time to put together their tactical list?
1: I think these guys are in the trenches and they don't... It's They're living it, so it's... Something immediately comes to mind. Yeah. With with everybody that I've asked, they've had two or three things that immediately come to mind that they can talk about.
0: And what, what are the co words you it. use if you hear a
1: clip that you really like? I don't have... I have not set up... You haven't set those up yet? Yeah, yeah. This is like I'm in the process of doing a big migration from how I was doing things to how I am. I Gotcha. I haven't gotten to someone in-house producing it yet who will actually do that. So got it. I don't I don't have the words yet.
0: So mine are kind of lame, but you inspired me to want to make super fun code words for for Sam, for Becca. Right now it's wow, that is the quote. Like that's the quote, right. guys. Like this is amazing, right? And so and then it's like obvious, but it's also, you know, it's it's kind of subtle. But that then becomes or at least lets them know that I think that that sound soundbite was probably it. Yeah. What kind of content are you creating from the podcast?
1: Not a lot right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, this is all aspirate. Like, as I said before, it, you just, this was just getting into the motion first, and now I'm trying to do it a lot smarter. I would imagine there are a bunch of clips and other derivative content that can be created if somebody is actually dedicated to doing that. They're, they're making social posts from it right now, but it's like, you know. Got it. Do you work fine, with a production not...
0: company or are you, are you trying to do yeah, a, a company
1: called Podpost Media? And they do a great job yeah. producing. Shout out no to no the guys about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, you know, when you have your own full time staff or whatever, they can just dive much deeper and do a bunch of other right. stuff like whatever they see. It's not like, you know, when you're when, I think when you're working most of the time with an agency, it's like you're buying a service from them mm. and they fulfill the service. Right. If you have an employee, then it's like, do what makes sense from this for us piece as a company, as opposed yeah. to
0: they're t- like t- totally. almost like have to fit into their program versus, yeah, which custom- is not,
1: there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah. I'm, you know, it's not getting repurposed nine ways because
0: I don't, it's what, not what I, what do you what envision? I, I like, let's say tomorrow you had a full time podcast producer on site, what, what would you be instructing them differently than say an agency
1: keep an eye out for topics that can be made into other you know long-form linkedin posts short-form video you know that we can send over to the marketing team to make blogs out of or whatever just right you know knowing the type of content that we're producing keep your eye out for things that would fit in very well to that like that's not something an agency does, right? Like it's, it's like, I think there's a job title of like content manager, right? Like I would hope that the podcast producer once in house is behaving more like a content manager than simply producing a podcast. They're thinking about other ways they could use this rather than to, in a very professional way, like get it, you know, publish it, right? Like. I want them to do that, but it's like,
0: dude, help help the rest of this machine also. I hear that so much, man. I This, this was a challenge I had when I was even launching my podcast because there's so many people that were like audio nerds, but I wanted like a business podcast nerd. So, oh, here, this microphone, that microphone, it's like podcasting for the sake of podcasting, not really thinking about what is the bigger picture. Like we're creating really good content because we're trying to either do, you know, ABM or trying to do some inbound or we're actually trying to do something here. Maybe we want to power the marketing yeah. automation, but the podcast is a means to an end. It's not necessarily like the end to the end. Cause we're creating artwork here. Yeah. Totally. That's cool. What? And you've enjoyed it. What would you say you've enjoyed the most about podcasting? You know, sadly it's what I'm moving
1: away from. I really, really? enjoy just hearing these stories, of these people because they're incredible. Um, I mean, I interviewed a guy once who like came here from Mexico illegally when he was 14. He wow. was arrested by the FBI. He like, at one point in the podcast, he's like, everybody should spend nine months in jail. I'm like, can we double click on that? Like, what the fuck? It's like very different than like. <laughs> That's your quote other, right there, right? Other, like <laughs> people I, you know. uh And now he's got this super successful roofing business. Um, so yeah, I mean, just getting, getting. The thing
0: that I enjoyed most about it is the thing that it will no longer be, probably. Which could could you have that second? Because on my marketing show, I'll start with the tactical, but then once we've learned think, a bunch of shit, then it's like,
1: okay. Yeah, I think I think that it it can be that okay for sure. Because I hear it, man, those stories, no make like, it, you know, no no one's gonna make it the whole way through anyway. Probably, so might as well just like do what I like at the end.
0: That's a great question. Have you had any feedback from people that have or haven't made it back? Through the whole, I I don't
1: have the capacity to have any sort of intelligence on anything right now. Yeah, like it's just literally doing it for six months. So again, now I am trying to get much smarter about everything. The idea would be things get much more intentional, and there's some sort of feedback loop between. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're suggesting, right? Has there been any sort of response? I have no idea
0: sure you know you know i've had a chance to interview some some cool folks that are from web hosting or like podcast hosting platforms on the show mm-hmm. and and they've shared with me that essentially from their stats they've seen that if people listen that first 5 minutes they'll listen that whole hour oh, and the difference sweet. between video and audio is like on youtube they'll tend to bounce but mm-hmm. on audio they're like mowing the lawn, or they're doing a yeah, run, they're working out, yeah, And yeah. they're just going to listen to the whole thing. So, I and mean, yeah. that makes me feel good because I kind of, I like that long form. I want to get in those stories, and yeah. I, I'd love to be able to justify my craziness and not just, you know, force people to have to listen to it. So, what's the biggest challenge for you then, in life or in podcasting? Let's start with podcasting
1: than life. I mean, I think the biggest challenge is that I'm. I entered this whole content creation world knowing that I had no idea what I was doing and I still very much feel that way. So yeah. just trying to appreciate that to know that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm still just trying to learn and formulate a clearer picture about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and what success looks like rather yeah. than just like, I've heard this is worth it so I'm just going to start doing it and figure it out later. Um, that's, that's, I think the biggest challenge, you know, like really just defining all of
0: that and learning more and more. Totally get that, man. Yeah. You know, we, we all see podcasts, we hear the successful in your mind. Does it go under the, the Legion category? Does it go under, you know, content creation category, a little bit of everything? Have you sort of been able to figure that part out?
1: No, I haven't figured out the Legion part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just not anywhere close to, in a. you know,
0: I would hope that in six months I would have a better answer for that, but. Um, well, that's funny you mentioned that because my question there to you is if we chat again 50 episodes from now, what would you like your show to look like? What would you like it to be doing for the business? All those kinds of
1: things. Yeah, I, I would certainly like for it to be more of a lead gen tool um, you know, I got hit by somebody on LinkedIn. That's like, Oh, if you're spending more than X on your podcast and you're not doing any, you know, paid distribution of it, you're stupid. Like (laughs) that, uh, that makes sense to me. It's like, if you can get ear, if you can get listeners for 500 bucks or whatever, and I'm spending $5,000 a month to make it, and it would get five times the amount of listeners and they're qualified or whatever. Like, Mm. why would I not be doing that? Like, that's kind of a, so yeah, I think, I think, you know, uh, like to have a product that, you know, meets this criteria of being tactical for D to C and is sort of known and, you know, maybe it's like competitive from a following standpoint with, some of the leading shows in the space, like, I would, I would deem that a success and it would probably, it would probably be a lead gen mechanism for us, I would imagine. Cool. If that was the
0: case. Nice. Okay. Sick. And any, any dream guests you'd love to have on 50 episodes from now? I don't even know. I mean,
1: I just, I'm so not, it's strange that I sell into this world, but I'm really not familiar with it. Like, okay. It's, they're, they're not, People that ever, anyone knows outside of this Got world. It. Got it. Like this guy, Nick Sharma, is the most famous one. He's
0: it. And no one besides direct consumer e-commerce people know who he is, you know. Does any part of you want to then be on his level as an influencer in that world? I mean, I think it would help me a lot if I was. Yeah. Like the
1: stuff that I'm doing is to try to have that sort of effect on people. Okay. Like it would only help my, you know, being well known in the ecosystem as an influencer has no negative side effects on your business for sure. No, you know,
0: <laughs> like right, nothing but nothing yeah. but net. Should you be an influencer of that level, then you're bringing people in just as yeah.
1: Much. It's just there's a, there's this wide net of underlying trust that yeah um, gets kind of connected to everything you do.
0: So. What what do you think it, you mentioned the trust thing, and I, I've been thinking about that a lot. What about podcasting either builds trust or creates it or introduces it into the experience? I think it just humanizes,
1: you know, it's like yeah. you can't listen to someone for hours saying, make com- with commentary on something that they're, a subject matter expert in and not hold that person on a pedestal to some extent. It's just who we are as people. Yeah. Like you are gaining status if someone is willing to listen to you. Right. Uh,
0: One listen at a time, two listens at a time. Uh, It's crazy to think about the stats versus, you know, I think sometimes you, you can slip into that vanity game where you just, you get, hey, I got 2,000 people listening to my YouTube short. You know, it's kind of a little bit of adrenaline hit. But did that drive anything for the business, you know? And then yeah. rationalizing those. Are you, are you sort of, how have you sort of thought about that at this point? I have not yet. Have not, yeah, Again, yeah.
1: You know, at this point where it's going from very. Yeah, yeah, but the, you know, it's very, very, by design, I wasn't going to get bogged down with that. I was just going to see if I could do it. And then now it's like try to put things in place too. You know, be able to derive and then measure business value.
0: Like it, I don't even I like know it. what they are yet. So, awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on here and and chatting podcasts with me and 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 all this and like all this fun stuff and and talking about the future of your podcasts. Uh, where can people reach out, connect with you throughout the pod, yeah. throw out the website.
1: I am doing probably my biggest channel is LinkedIn right now. Okay. Adam Robinson retention.com or my LinkedIn handle is retention. Adam. I'm retention. Adam on Twitter also. Oh, I see that. That's uh, cool, man.
0: Two spots. Awesome. And then 10 years in the making, you're changing that name. Yeah. I'm going to call it leaky funnels, leaky funnels. Love it. Uh, We'll have to, we'll have to check back in at some point and see what has changed when you've shifted that tactical side and, and uh, and I could see that working really well. I hope so. Yeah, man. It, cool. It's
1: it's it's what a lot of people are telling me that I should think about doing.
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, I got some ideas. I'll send I'll send you offline for that. But yeah, good stuff, cool. man. Thanks again Thank for coming on here. You're uh, very welcome. I appreciate Thanks you for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, for those listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did. Then share this with someone else, one person, nine people, 3,000 people, whatever the case may be. Thanks again, Adam. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. All right. This has been another crazy episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will catch you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. P.T. Barnum.